Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Vibing with Sleazy, the podcast. This is season two, episode two. Um, I am doing this uh, recording uh, via Zoom. Um, I have my friend John Nicholson, who is uh, down in Alabama. So I'm very lucky for him to join me. And so we decided to do it via Zoom uh, since he's down there. And I did a Zoom episode on season one. And it went pretty well. So giving this one a shot right now, it's recording. So uh, after recording, it sent you this file. So I'll upload it that way. So unfortunately, me and John can link up because being far away. But uh, this is one of my very close friends, uh, uh, John Nicholson. So he is not only an artist, designer. We used to work together at Leo Weekly. And uh, he's a very creative individual, uh, also a musician. And uh, so I think this would be a very interesting episode. Uh, he could definitely talk about some of his creative process and ideas and some of the things that he's working on. So, uh, John, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm all right. How about you? Doing good. Hanging in there. So uh, it's pretty rainy and nasty up here in Louisville. It's, uh, it's like almost dark and gray and just cold and nasty. So pretty much a perfect Sunday, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. so, so how's the weather down there? You know, it's pretty pretty chill compared to that. It's uh, almost warm, but not quite warm. Yeah, you're and, still down uh, in the south a little bit. What yeah. part of Alabama are you from again? Well, I grew up in uh, Prattville, which is really close to Montgomery. Oh, okay. Um, since I was like eight years old. And then before that, I lived in uh, Georgia. I was, or, no, no, North Carolina. Oh, I was okay. Born in, born in Georgia, then North Carolina. Nice, nice. So, uh, do you like Alabama? Do you like being back? It's all right. You know, mm. there's uh, the weather's one of the best parts, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely got to be nice down there. Um, me and John actually met. Uh, we were working together at Leo Weekly, and uh, we were in a basement office of a building down on Main Street in downtown Louisville. And when John got hired on, um, he's kind of more of a quieter guy. So I, I popped my head in and was like, what's up? You ever seen Louisville? You want me to take you around? So I decided to take him around one day. And then we became close friends after that, uh, kind of bebop around the city and show him some things. So he lived in the old Louisville area there for a while. And I lived down in J-Town. So uh, it was cool meeting John through Leo. We had a lot of good times at Leo. Uh I guess we could kind of dive into that first. Uh, Leo Weekly is a newspaper uh, in Louisville. I, it's been around for over 30 years. I worked there for uh, over five, and John worked there for a few years, and that's where, like I said, I was able to meet John. Um, you know, a lot of new ownership, a lot of changes, uh, unfortunately, with Leo uh, happened, you know, <clears throat> during the run, and so me and John, unfortunately, had to uh, – uh, our careers ended there just with, with COVID and pay cuts and budgets. So it was a good run while it lasted. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I'm very thankful for the people I got to meet, the, the opportunities I got to do. And uh, it was a good time. So John was a lot of part of like the graphic design, um, doing the art part. So how long have you been doing art, like just in general? Wow. Uh, probably about the exact same as guitar, which is like, when I was 16, that's when I started doing stuff for real. But I guess I always, I always did art when I was younger. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, were you more of uh, like focused on art or more focused on music when you started? Art. Yeah, art, because I felt like uh, I would make some money in art. 
at least. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. And then, and then like, uh, is, is there anything that motivates you to pick up art and music or is it just because you just felt you're good at it or you just want to give it a shot? Yeah, I don't, well, I think a lot of it's my family. Uh, my mom's side of the family is very creative and, uh, right brain, I guess. Um, they're really good pianists or, uh, really great singer or com uh, composer. Uh, so I think uh, that kind of bled down to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, they uh, usually when you have some kind of musician in your family or ties to one, you know, it, it can kind of roll off or, you know, you end up wanting to give it a shot and dive in. So um, from an art standpoint, you were more of like, did you do more I know you did a lot of digital art at Leo, you know, putting that onto the paper, but you know, more of like a digital kind of guy, or did you prefer just to like do it old school hand and paper? I mean, what, what, what's some of your preferences? Uh, I like to mix it up. I really like um, mostly drawing mm -hmm. and that's, that's kind of what I'm into right now, drawing and then uh, coloring with Photoshop. Uh, I like doing just digital stuff like collages, that's really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because I remember you always had your doodle book. You're always drawing designs. Your your line work was always really, really impressive. You were very good with lines. And I could tell, like, you know, not just angles, but just, like, drawing, like, mazes and different paths and different things like that. So I always thought that was really cool. Um, you know, and you also were very good with your uh, animations, you know, not only on the paper, but – just things you doodled, doodled yourself. And um, so, I mean, the thing that I, I always thought was really cool about you was that you were, you were not, you were not, like you said, tied down to one art. You, you did different things and you, you can't been very talented on multiple things that you've done. So when it comes to the art standpoint, um, is, is there ever like something where you've done it and you're just like, man, I, I, uh, I really wish I could, you know, do better at this thing, or I'm really good at this. I mean, what, what are some of your strengths and weaknesses when you would say art, like anything you want to improve on? Mm. Well, I definitely do feel like that a lot. What you're, what you're describing where it's just not perfect or not exactly what I need. Um, my only, the only answer I have to that is just to keep trying and do, do a new thing. If one thing has run its course, uh was a question sorry were you asking like um well just like strengths and weaknesses you would say uh just things that you you definitely feel like uh you you feel great about like you feel very comfortable doing with art and things that you feel like you could work on to improve okay well um what could i improve <laughs> well i want to i want to get better at drawing more clean cleanly my my technique right now is not exactly clean but it, it becomes clean after just wearing it down a while yeah um you know digital art there's there's always something new i could learn i know that every every graphic artist i've met is in some kind of box you know so there's always a, a way or there's always a opportunity to kind of do something newer yeah or better and then what would you say some of your strengths are i mean what are some things that you feel really good about doing that you feel like you've excelled in um 
with arts. Uh, just kind of attention maybe to detail. I mean, I spend a lot of time on certain certain drawings or things, certain projects that took, took me a really long time, even though yeah. I was working intensively on them. For sure. I mean, I, that's how I am, dude. It's like, I, I feel like I'll master something and then I got to start working on it this way or try another way. Uh, so, yeah, but now it's always cool to ask that question because I just feel like, you know, it's cool to see what, you know, what artists are wanting to work on and what, you know, what they feel like they're doing well with. Um, I guess I could ask you uh, the same question when it comes to music, like, do you, uh, you feel, you know, you've, you've been playing guitar. Is there any other instruments that you've been wanting to like break out and play? Like anything you've been wanting to try that you never tried? Hmm. I got to play a sitar once and that was awesome. So one day when I can afford it, I'll get one of those. And also I'm, I'm pretty okay with banjo. So I want to get one of those at a point. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, uh, I, banjos are always cool i've always uh, admired people that play banjo i knew a guy growing up a kid his dad would always play banjo in the living room when you know i'd be over there visiting stuff so that was like my first first time really experiencing being around a banjo or even hearing the sound and then when i moved to nashville for a few years you know you definitely had a few banjo players that would play downtown and stuff so i think it's a it's a really cool instrument um and then i mean do you feel like uh with your music and art, do you ever feel like uh, the creative juices flow together? Like, do you ever feel like when you're doing art, you like think of something musically or vice versa? You feel like you're doing some music. And you're like, hey, you know what? This could maybe go well with a picture or a video or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit, but that's not exactly something I've really explored to, mm -hmm. to be truthful. Uh, but, but, you know, like making album artwork for my albums, that's become like a whole thing. I've never I think had that's to... dope. I think that's super dope. Like, because yeah. I think you're very, I think you are the one putting the music out and then you making the album covers. I mean, a lot, a lot of artists don't do that. So I think that's really cool that you're, you're doing your own. Yeah, yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people will put some art out, put some brand out, put something that is about them, but then they'll, you know, use five other people to maybe help write their songs or help them cram with the artwork or just, you know, vice versa. So it's just kind of one of those cases where it's cool to see somebody do their own thing. Like, cause independent artists are such a, you know, it's such a big deal and different things like that. Uh, now I think we're having, we might be having a little bit, yeah, there we go. We had a little audio issue there. But again, vibing with Sleazy is very raw, so we do it. Uh, so even if there's little audio issues, it's all good. We'll get through it. So um, the other thing I was going to ask you, what do you feel like is the – when we were talking about you being in Alabama, what's a big difference that you're seeing um, from, I guess – I mean, is there, is there a difference in, like, art preference? Of, I mean, even with sculptures and building designs in Alabama compared to Kentucky when you were here? I mean, are you seeing a big difference in, in art that way? Uh, no, but, yeah, I guess I haven't been to any, like, shows or anything like that. Um, mm. Really, the only thing I've noticed in moving is uh, just the, the weather, you know. I've been staying in, you know, pandemic. Yeah. 
No, I respect it, dude. Yeah, I feel it. Um, I'm actually talking about the pandemic. I'm actually going to go get my uh, vaccine booster next Friday. So uh, sorry, time for the booster. Yeah, the uh, the governor, he, he allowed everybody to get it. So, yeah, it's been some been some wild times. But also, I guess with the pandemic and just with how things been so wild, you know, you being inside and kind of doing some, you know, isolation you've probably been able to do some more creative, been able to work on things that you've wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, especially if you count the Tony Hawk maps I've been making. Oh, yeah, yeah a, Tony Hawk. a lot of time on those, too. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I, uh, Me and John used to play a lot of Tony Hawk when John was in Little Tony Hawk's a classic game. You know, they remastered and brought out, uh, I think, a new version of 1 and 2. Uh, you know, everybody loved Tony Hawk, not only from the – not only from like the skateboarding of aspect of it, like that was fun and like the challenges and stuff, but also the music was dope. I mean, Tony Hawk soundtracks were incredible. You would hear, that's like a lot of times where I've heard, you know, rappers I never had heard of, or maybe even, you know, like I remember, I think Public Enemies on one of the episodes or Chuck D is on, not episodes, but on the, uh, one of the games. And so, hmm. you know, that was something that kind of exposed me to Chuck D and Public Enemy, which I thought was dope. Um, but yeah, Tony Hawk, uh, you know, it's crazy to think about that you bring that up. I was hearing an interview where Tony Hawk, I guess, went out to eat or something with one of the developers from the video game company and they like gave him a check for like four to eight million dollars and uh he ended up just taking it and uh was just like, Man, thanks. And you know, I think he was just shocked how much he made off it, and it's like this is just it, Tony Hawk's become a brand that it's huge. You know, I mean, he was the first real skater that I, I, I feel like not the real first skater, but he's the one that really put it on the map, the, the sport alone. Yeah. And he's very genuine too. Yeah. You don't really see a lot of celebrities like him nowadays. Oh yeah. Genuine laid back. I think, you know, every, a lot of skateboarders I've met personally are ones that I personally know, like shout out to Aaron Benson, shout out to Jesse Hill, uh, Sean Pizzo, a lot of the local guys here in Louisville that are big skateboarders. Like they're all down to earth, real humble dudes, just want to have fun, just, you know, ground out and skate. Uh, Louisville had a really good skate park, which I believe back in the day, Tony Hawks maybe made an appearance down there. I know that, you know, when Tony Hawk was really invested in X games, you know, he would come around different cities, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's cool to see, you know, his career grow. And then when you say skateboarding, even if you don't know anything about skateboarding, even if you've never done it, or even, you know, even watched it, when you say the name Tony Hawk, you immediately think skateboard, you know, and uh, what was his brand of shoes? You remember those back then? Was that Birdcage? Well, Birdhouse. Yeah, Birdhouse, like, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> Birdhouse. Yeah, so Birdhouse, dude, I remember a lot of kids, especially in middle school, had, like, the Birdhouse shoes or almost, like, they made, like, their own style, like that flat band, you know, skateboard. But, I don't know, skateboarding shoes in general, I never really had any. But the ones that really got me, like, hooked on wanting to maybe wear some skateboarding-type fashion, even though I never boarded, was uh, the BBC Ice Creams, the Billionaire Boys Club. They made those little ice cream shoes that Pharrell's did, and they had, like, the skateboarding flat bottoms. I always thought those were sick. Huh. But, uh, but yeah, bands in general. And then, uh, you know, you definitely have DCs. And, uh, you know, Rob Jerdeck, he's he's DC guy, I believe. 
So I know that he's had a lot of shoes come out. And uh, what are the other brands out there? There's DC, Bird, Birdhouse, there's uh, BBC, Ethnics, yeah. Ethnics or whatever was that called? Or? I had, yeah, I had me some Etnies. Etnies, that's it, Etnies, yeah. So yeah, dude, skateboarding shoes, I mean, they pretty much go with anything. I mean, I remember girls wearing them back in the day and, you know, skateboarding was really big in middle school and high school. It really got to be a, uh, um, you know, started becoming really a bigger sport and i don't know rob jerdeck his story alone too is always really incredible to me i mean you know starting off as just a basic skater in ohio and now he's multi-millionaire with a bunch of global brands so he's really doing some big things for not only skateboarding alone but it's just cool to see another person make it like that um is there a lot of skateboarding in alabama i mean i know probably mainly more birmingham area or like the main more cities i guess you would say but uh right. i mean even locally do you do you know anybody that's like a big border or anybody that wants to or tries <laughs> i know i knew one guy that skated but i never witnessed it mm-hmm. uh back in the day my my friend had uh had gotten a skateboard and i tried it like once and i was like this i can't do that uh so i stuck to the games really but i still was really into the fashion and fucking uh, tech deck, tech deck yeah. dudes. Tech um, decks were dope, dude. Yeah, they made, I loved uh, all the, the with, aesthetics. With the yeah, dude. Yeah. I I loved, I loved. Uh, you know, I loved sports growing up. Like I played basketball, baseball, and even dabbled in soccer and hockey. But you know, football was one sport I always would play it with friends. But I, I tried to like at least try every sport, you know, even if I didn't always, I played some organized organized and some I didn't, but with like skateboarding, I just wanted to give it a shot. And I remember also kind of the same scenario. My buddy across the street had gotten a skateboard. I gave it a shot. I'm like six foot and lanky, you know, still trying to get, get my coordination down, um, you know, with my growth spurt. And I remember just busting my ass on the skateboard, but it was fun just to try it. I mean, I think if somebody actually got me on one, maybe with like, a bigger length and I could keep my feet on, I could maybe give it a shot. But uh scooter, I also kind of got into the scooter thing. Uh I had a oh. micro. My feet were so big because I was so tall. Um I think I had like size 12 shoes at that time. And like I remember in middle school, like I ended up everybody had the razor. I was like, I want that micro and I loved it because uh I rode that scooter all the time and uh it was just man, I remember the scooter craze was big. And then it's like <laughs> And then I'm like looking back on it, I still see some people with the manual scooters, and I'm like, man, those were the days. And then now, now you got freaking apps like Bird and Lime and all these places that have the, you know, the electric ones. And those are those are incredible. I mean, they get you around, but they're also super dangerous. You can fly, you can fly off those things quick. Yeah, I'm really. Yeah, I can't stand that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's nice that some people have gotten some enjoyment from them. That's, that's well, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say this. I enjoy it when I've been on it. Like, I remember in Indianapolis, me and my buddy Brian rode him around. And I've told the story before. We snuck into a Pacers game. And pretty much the reason we were able to do that was thankful to those electric scooters. But, yeah, some of those people don't know how to drive them. And, you know, they get in the way. They park them in places. I remember when we used to eat at Main Eatery. Shout out to Main Eatery down on Main Street. Um, they would park all their scooters just directly in front of their door. And, 
yeah it, like they would be so pissed because they're like we can't move these because you have to like log in so there's definitely a inconvenience factor with them uh it seems like a lot of big cities have definitely gotten like cincinnati indy still big like cincy newport area you see them all over uh yeah. but yeah but they're it's for an me, interesting thing for me it's that they cost money too like that that type of thing should actually be free and uh the, the fact that it takes up the space of a scooter, but you have to pay to use it, and it, like, fucking calls the police on you if you don't pay. Well, and you just try to use it as a scooter. Um, yeah. it, try, it calls the police on you. See, and that's some bullshit. That, that is bullshit, because, number one, you should never get police involved at all. That's just my opinion, because, yeah. it's like, it's 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 always a mess and i'm not a big fan of the cops and i i just think a lot of times it you know it's a freaking scooter you know it's going to escalate situations a lot worse i didn't even really know that till you just sent me that but you know i've also had i had a bad incidence on the scooter too where you know i was driving a scooter around by lucas oil stadium in indianapolis and i didn't know that by certain landmarks after certain times they shut them down but they still charge your ass so and you're getting you know you're having to re-up on the scooter every $10 intervals. Well, you might end up, you know, spending a shitload of money just to get your scooter where you got to either carry it or try to move really slow just to get out of that red area so your thing actually moves again. So there's definitely some kinks and bugs they need to work on. I mean, I'm somebody that always likes to try some for the first time, so I had to try it. And I definitely think there, there's definitely a fun aspect, but there is a lot of negatives to it. And I think, too, some of these companies don't really want to take responsibility about the negatives. They and, you know, and, and also you're you're right. I mean, there there's so much thing, so many things like not just scooters that should be for the public, should be to help people out to, you know, shouldn't have to charge all the time. People love yeah. to charge everything. And it's one of these cases where. We, we need to start having, not just in Louisville or Alabama or anywhere in the world, just have more city resources and things like that. So I feel like, you know, I've, I've even heard where they're, they're thinking now with like this, you know, the bill where they're talking about putting money into like airports, bridges, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I feel like when they do that, there's going to be trains, like a lot of, I guess they're saying these like Amway trains and different trains that'll, um, come to different cities and stuff and so i think that'd be cool from the same way like you'll have to pay but you know i think if they just keep opening up more resources for traveling and transportation it'd be dope because i there's so many beautiful things and cool stuff in this country alone and you i talked to oh, my yeah. friends in europe and they they travel so easy you know to different countries just because they're all connected i think in america we kind of lose sight in that we we, number one, we need more resources for traveling, which I believe we're getting them. But number two, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it'd be fun to go explore more places. Like I'm at right now about 32 to 33 states I've seen. Got about 16 to 17 more. Um, I believe it's, yeah, I believe every count is around 17 more. And like, you know, I love to go some of these places, but sometimes the travel cost is, is out of control. And you're oh, like, yeah. well, I'll, I'll see that one day. And, you know, life's short. And it's not fun to keep putting things off. So sometimes it's like, I wish there was a little more benefits to travel as well in the United States to give the people the opportunity, not only just to have fun and go sightsee and travel, but also like 
visit family that's sick or, you know, loved ones and different scenarios like that. Yeah, man. I mean, even going uh, to Louisville, Alabama, just come visit you or vice versa. It's still, you know, yeah, it might just be some gas, but, you know, shit, things are getting expensive. I know. Yeah, and we need to go green. <clears throat> we were supposed to go green in the 70s, but then we voted out Carter, right? Yeah. He chose Reagan instead. And, uh, and then been, he started a failed drug war. The hell ever since. Yeah, Reagan started a failed drug war, pretty much ruined the country, in my opinion. I, I believe, I mean, I believe Andrew Jackson is the worst president of all time, but I believe uh, oh, yeah. Ronald, Re- I believe Ronald Reagan, though, is right up there. I mean, he, the drug war that he caused was awful. It literally imprisoned so many people, killed so many people. And, you know, I, I see still some people wearing, like, Reagan Bush shirts and, like, goofy stuff like that. And from back in the day, and it's just – it makes me sick because it's just – of how this drug war has been so failed. And now that states are finally legalizing marijuana and things are coming about, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping there's a bright future when it comes to that. I know there, you're not going to always get what you want. Um, you know, and I, I don't ever really even dive into politics too much, even on this show, but it's just mainly, uh, we just got to be legal. I mean, they, they got to legalize this across the board. It's going to help jobs, money, income, people's health you know, yeah. decriminalize it, get these people out of jail and prison. You know, there's all these people mm-hmm. making money off weed now, and there's people still serving time, suffering. I mean, us as humans, I, I got to go on a rant, are just dumb as fuck. I mean, when it, you know, we're, we're jailing people over a fucking plant that comes out of the ground. I mean, it, it's absolutely stupidity. And that is what I'll say. Reagan was awful. He ruined it. And, you know, not saying Jimmy Carter's the most perfect person in the world, but, you know, I wasn't around for Jimmy Carter. You know, I know he was a peanut guy. I know some people, you know, oh, he talked about peanuts. No, he actually had a lot of things. He's still doing things now in his, like, 80s and 90s, like building houses, helping give him back. He was just, in my opinion, Jimmy Carter was a countryman. Like, he cared about the country, and he just wanted things to go correctly, and shit got, shit shit went weird. Well, he was the last president that grew up a farmer or whatever. I mean, he, I feel like he, you know, he was very comfortable in regards of uh, things that he could, uh, things that he could basically be humble about. Like he could still have his humble roots, but there's also things that I think he saw, hey, this is what the future has and different things like that. But I mean, I'm glad now in 2021, I'm seeing solar panels, I'm seeing weed legalization, I'm seeing, you know, green cars, uh, eco-friendly stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing a lot of that stuff because you can tell there's some people that still get it and people that still care about the world. You know, the ozone and climate change is, is huge. And if you don't believe it, yeah. you're a fucking moron. And I'll say that right now. I don't care if you're anti-climate change. All that, like, oh, I don't believe it is real. And that's the reason why it's still warm in some months. And that's the reason it's cold. And that's the reason climate and temperature and different weather changes from the standpoint of like hurricanes and all these different things like this is all part of climate change in a big picture and it's like we have to get it together as people to recycle and look into different things and use you know companies that you know have a good carbon footprint and different things like that because it's 
is we're, we're, we're getting to a point where, yes, I'm 32 years old. I hope to live another 60 years if, if God blesses me. But at the end of the day, I'm gone in 50, 60 years. I can't, I can't help and do everything for the future. We all have to do it. And the kids that, you know, so many people are having kids still to this day. And a lot of times, not to get on another subject, but a lot of times it's just like, I look at these people having kids and I'm like, that's a blessing. I'm happy for them. I love to have a little one of myself one day, but I also think about the future. And I think about what does the future hold? You know, is it going to be worse? Is it going to be better? I mean, you see a lot of negatives from the standpoint of like, I feel like over the years, increases in crime, increases in poverty. But then you see, like I said, good things like legalization of weed, solar panels, different things. So I just really hope we are building a future, not just for American kids, for worldwide kids, kids in all over countries, different places. Like that gives them a good life. I mean, I don't, even if I die with no kids or anything, like I still would like my legacy to be like, this is what I believed in. This is what I did. I tried my best. And I want to make sure the future is good because the future is important. And I don't know. It just seems like sometimes it's scary to think, is it going to be good or bad? And if reincarnation is real, you want a better life than the future anyway, you know? Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, like bringing up reincarnation, like I'm not saying that I 100% believe that, I could die and come back, you know, as another person or a llama, but at the same time, it could. And the thing about it too is, is like, I'm not, I'm not hating or putting down anything anymore. Like, and, and I'm not saying I ever was or recently was, but I'm not viewing things that maybe I don't agree on or I see uh, because there's no reason to disagree with people. Everyone should have the right to believe in what they want. Everyone should have the right to give things a shot. And even if you don't believe it or even if you don't buy it or even if you don't think that's real, then just leave it alone. Unless someone's harping it down your face or screaming at you or, you know, making your life uncomfortable about it, that's one thing, you know, defend your right. But it's like, let some things go. You know, you don't know what's true. Everything about religion is built on faith. Um, I believe in God. That's based on faith, though. I don't know what's real, what's not. Same thing with atheists, same thing with Catholics, uh, with Muslims, with all, all kinds of religion standpoint. You don't really know what's real. So it's, it cracks me up when people judge and people are so biased and like, oh, you're wrong. Or why do you believe that? Or anything. You don't even fucking know that yourself. So that's why even like reincarnation, even the flying spaghetti monster, which has its own congregation, like, What's it? What is it for? What is it helping or benefiting the world that Eric hates and says it's wrong? Because I don't fucking know. It's not like I have followers on my patio over here and I'm like, hello, it's your prophet, Eric. I'm just telling you what you believe in. No, that's not what it is. You know, so I I'll say this reincarnation, though, is something very fascinating. Now, I will say I'll, I'll admit I don't believe in it, but I also don't hate on it. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen because it could. Uh, but with that being said, and with you bringing up that subject, okay, you find out when you die, you are reincarnated. I don't know the process. It, it could be the most easy process. It could be the most extreme process, but 
are you going to be a uh, – would you want to be an animal or another human? Um, good question. I would try out an animal, I guess, since I just did a human. Maybe go back and forth. But here's the thing. I, here's the other question I got. Do you think once you are reincarnated um, or do you think in the reincarnation process, say you, even if you were more than two things, say, say you're a human, a cheetah, a human, a wallaby, a human, like, do you think you're ever known in the process that, hey, I was this before or that, or is that, is that the, the secret of reincarnation that you're never told? Well, that's, yeah, who knows, man, but maybe it's like when you die, you gain all your memories back. Like this existence is a dream, you know? Mm. So, so when you die, you wake up and you remember everything about everything. Uh, and then you can pick. And then, and also, I guess to tie another extreme question, but is it, do you feel like, okay, I, I see what your point you just said, but do you think it's where like, say you and I die and we be reincarnated could this be our first reincarnation? Like, did we not have anything before us? Is that a possibility as well? I guess so. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's just confusing to say just like, what is a life? I don't even know. Or what is a soul? But it seems like uh, we could be brand new. Yeah, we could be nothing. No, I, I agree. I mean, it, yeah. it's such a mystery of like really, you know, because it there's so many things that are mysterious to me that confuse me that, you know, you're like, is this real? Is this not? But then you start really diving in and thinking about it and it really makes your brain spin. It really makes your brain tick to think like this could be this. But it also to me, it's like we're in 2021 and as many things as we figured out as humans from light air heat technology you know clothing i mean we we figured out a lot i mean we 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 figured it out to get by but it's almost to one of these scenarios where you really think and and think about it's like there's some things we still haven't figured out and it cracks me up it's like so many humans have tried it it's like when when you know will we ever be perfect will we ever figure it out or is that just going to be part of life Fucking magnets. How do they work? Exactly, dude. So I'm saying that's what that song's about. Yeah. It's fucking science, dude. It's just fucking wild shit. I mean, it's it's also too. Um, I think I said this to my my girlfriend the other day. I was mentioned to her. It's like it's one of these cases where so many things in life are a mystery. And I don't know if we'll ever really truly figure it out, but some things too really just make you wonder of like, why is it done like this? Or was there an easier way? Um, but yeah. it's just, it's crazy to think about. And it's also crazy to think about how many humans have lived on this planet that have died. Yeah. That have like given it a shot. Like it, it's almost like you're creating a player in a video game. It's like, you can create all these players and it's just like, all right. It's like some people are going to, some people are going to excel at life and knock it out. And some people are going to have a rough life. And so it's one of these cases where you really don't know where you're going to start. It's just kind of like, you got to figure out how to finish it. But you yeah, know, I don't know. Life's crazy. Cause 
you know, some people are born and they're only born for three days. They're only allowed to live for three days and they die. Or they're, you know, you hear about these people living 110 years old and you're like, holy shit. And so it just, yeah, it really makes you think. And I mean, same thing with animals though, too. It's like, it's wild to think that some animals aren't around anymore, like with extinction and stuff. I mean, there's a few zoos that I've gone to locally um, and just in the South and even in the North, like um, where they'll talk about a lot of animals that have either passed that are extinct, you know, from the dodo bird, which a lot of people don't really, you know, that, that bird's gone. We'll never have a dodo bird again. Um, different kind of rhinoceros species, you know, you, you name it. And it's like, they, they've died. They're, they're not around. And, it, you know, it even gets back into the whole thing about dinosaurs. It's like to really think about, man, there was dinosaurs on this planet. What really killed them out? Like what? And then it makes you think about, well, what would we have been like if we had dinosaurs with us? So there's so many questions about <laughs> life in general and like why this lived then? Why is this not around now? And I don't know. I mean, I, it's just, that's a lot of mysteries I like to figure out. I mean, because it's it's also too it's like why was everything so big back then you know like everything was so big and now things have gotten so small it's like why was there these humongous creatures it's like was it the oxygen level i mean what what really made it and i don't think we really know i don't even think scientists know Hmm. i don't know i mean do you have an opinion on dinosaurs dinosaurs are awesome yeah, they are. Uh, that was the very first thing I was into, like, like all of us, I guess. Yeah, dinosaurs are dope. I, I saw Jurassic Park uh, before I should have. I was a little, I was young. It changed. It blew your mind, didn't it? Yeah, it scared the shit out of me, man. Well, I'll be honest. Scared. It scared the shit out of me too because. The Science Center in, down there, actually by where we worked, uh, it's been around my whole life. And they brought dinosaurs in that were uh, like animatronics. And it scared the fuck out of me because I thought the shit was real. And, you know, and that's what really makes you think as human beings. It's like, how the fuck, how the fuck will we been able to uh, survive with these species? And also, too, it's like thinking about the most basic, ordinary things like, Going to Subway, getting a sandwich, walking to your car. Oh, fuck. I can't go to my car. There's three raptors by my car. It's like, those are the scenarios that we don't really think about. Yeah. Like, oh, there's or, a dinosaurs uh, in the middle of Eastern Parkway. Can't go today. <laughs> or like we'd be uh, telling everybody, don't ride woolly mammoths anymore. We know you like it, but it's bad for their backs. Oh, yeah. We, 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 I, I feel like as humans, they would already, as much of no knowledge is known as dinosaurs, humans would be so quick to try to control them and try to try to just basically run them and manage them how there is. I mean, there's tons of good people out there that take care and love animals, but I could just see humans, you know, ruining the dinosaur thing just because that, that's really what affects all these animals i mean it's it poaching and just humans in general of our bad behaviors reason why some animals aren't around and why you know these creatures don't get to survive and it's like it makes you really wonder if with dinosaurs like well we had done the same thing 
like, you know, would, would there be people getting all excited to wake up on Saturday morning to go kill a bunch of stegosauruses like they do for deers? Like, you know, just different things you think about. It's like, how would we operate? Yeah, yeah. We might be more of like a tree people, you know, because dinosaurs are fucking big. So you got to go to a tree or a cave, right? Yeah. And there was a show back in the day. I can't can't think of like exactly what it was called. It was either called, I don't know, it was like Lost Lands or, or something. But it was basically this dinosaur show that was on like in the 90s, 2000s. I just remember seeing it as a kid in the mornings before I go to school and uh they were like fighting off dinosaurs there was like dinosaurs with them and they were all living like these tree like there was like a circular area where they have like their house and stuff on the tree similar to Jurassic park when they go up and yeah it makes you wonder like what are they going to do up there like they can live up there for the rest of their lives and then it's like you know live in fear or do you just come down and run around with the dinosaurs i don't know but it's uh it's interesting i mean it Animals and all that is just very, very interesting. What What would you say your uh, favorite? Uh, talking about Jurassic Park, what's like your favorite Jurassic Park of the movies? Yeah, um, that would it would be between to me, really, just the first two were were the ones that are even good. So I really like number two because it has Vince Vaughn. Yeah, and, oh, Vince Vaughn's a beast. Very, yeah, and it's adventurous, and it has they take the yeah they take the T Rex to uh, San Francisco or whatever, mm. and that's trippy. I like I you know the first one was always classic, but uh, yeah, I would say I like the second one. I also I'll, I I'll admit I did like the third one as well, but I'm gonna agree. I think I do like the second one the best because you're getting kind of a newer sense of what's really going to happen with the dinosaurs from the first one but you know the classic's still the best just from the standpoint too so it's it's an up and down for me but i I, i'll maybe i will go with the classic the original just because it did blow my mind and then i've watched a lot of like even this past year i've watched a lot behind the scenes footage of making jurassic park and you know the animatronics they used and just how it all operated and worked and it's just I don't know it's fascinating you really got to give these actors credit like Jeff Goldblum and a lot of the people because you know they're acting with real dinosaurs or even dinosaurs that might not physically be there they they're they're putting them in so you got to kind of pretend that it's physically there but a rumor that the cast uh had stated and it has been confirmed as fact was there was a lot of rain and storming during the filming of Jurassic Park where, you know, that area where the T-Rex supposedly escaped and they were like inside the actual dinosaur park zoo. Um, the situation was the rain fucked with the animatronic T-Rex so bad it, it came alive at lunch. So when the actors and crew were eating like lunch, you like look over and the T-Rex might start roaring or act, like start moving <laughs> and stuff. And it was freaking everybody out. Even That's though crazy. they knew it's fake and it's robotic, but it's just because the rain was like hitting sensors that was triggering the electricity to like make the shit move. But even like even like with the raptors, you know, the raptors in the kitchen where they're chasing the little boy, you know, those were added on. I I, I believe when I read like those weren't 
I believe they had animatronic raptors, but I believe those were added on by computer. But raptors in real life, a lot of people don't realize, were 10 foot tall. So like an NBA basketball goal is 10 foot. So that's from the rim down to the floor. So you got a picture. Raptors back then were 10 feet tall, still Dude. with that bite, with those claws that, you know, they had the middle claw that could literally like dig into your spine. And, you know, they're savage. But also we look at birds. Birds are from the raptor family. I mean, you look at an emu, like I go to the zoo and I look at an emu and I looked at this emu like in its eyes and, you, you see dinosaur like, you know, the way its head turns and the way its neck does. And, you know, it's like, it's weird. It really makes you wonder, like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. How did that happen? An emu. Well, yeah, it gives you a big advantage to be taller and to get the taller leaves. Yeah, and that's true. As, as raptors, velociraptors, that's another advantage. So. But yeah, that's that's trippy. Ten feet is really tall. Yeah, and then too, it's like we don't even, you know, another thing that blows my mind is like we don't really have any dinosaur sports teams. If you really think about, it. like, I know you're not the biggest sports guy, but it's like us as humans, we only out of like the five major pro leagues, we just have the Toronto Raptors. Like, you wonder why we never win dinosaur yeah. in sports. You know, why why are we not? I mean, those are what people fear. It's like you know, the Cleveland T-Rexes, like, you know, or like, I don't know, just the the Buffalo Stegosaurus. It's like we just don't think about um, using dinosaur names as much, and I think that'd be what something that we could do. The Washington Red Fins. Damn it, you could even do that. Yeah, I mean, because Washington's still rolling with the WFT, which is a shitty, awful name that the Washington, that whole Washington organization, like, Everything about that is terrible. And now that they're going with the Washington football team, you know, it, it just – I don't think – I think they, they got to figure it out. And it's it's very easy. Like, I was recommending when Washington was trying to name their team, like the Anacondas. Like, another thing, we don't use many snakes. Like, mm. Anacondas be badass. Anacondas like the scariest snake you can think of. Yeah. Maybe they avoid T-Rex because of the hyphen. True. There's a lot but of things. Yeah, you, there should be there should be more teams that are named after shit. Uh, dinosaurs. Oh yeah, I mean it's more more prehistoric. You know, like I mean, even if like you know a basketball team that's super tall, like you know the Brontosaurus guys, you know, some it's just it's uh, definitely dinosaurs should be. Uh, I feel like in more more sports teams. Um, so would you would you dive into any of the Jurassic World movies? Have you yet? Or are you still are you still like not accepting the new ones or are you down with the new ones? I haven't seen them yet. So I like the new ones, but I also feel like the dramatics are just a little too much for me. Like I don't really give a shit about Chris Pratt and that redhead chick's like true love story because I don't feel like in the first Jurassic Park they really made you sit there and like harp on Grant's relationship with that blonde dinosaur chick or you yeah, know, you're totally. more of like trying to figure out how the fuck are they getting off this island, who's going to survive, who's going to be held accountable, mm-hmm. um, you know, what dinosaur is that? And the thing with the Jurassic World movies, 
I believe that they brought the hype back for Jurassic, so it's good for, like, this generation to be able to have some kind of experience to Jurassic Park because we had that. But then, like I said, there's just a lot of, I don't know, almost silliness and goofiness from, oh, you know, we got to put this love story in when she's unleashing the T-Rex. Like, like there's one, there's like one part of the movie where she like releases a dinosaur from exhibit. It's like one of the most scariest dinosaurs. And she literally just walks away with high heels on. And I'm like, girl, you're going to fucking die. Like you got to take off running or do something like at least wear some tennis shoes or boots. If you're dealing with a dinosaur that size. Yeah. And what? They haven't seen Jurassic Park? They should know better. Exactly. I mean, it's like, what? Yeah. We made it, We made a few of these. It's like, what, what else do we have to add or include? Um, so something, I guess, to get off the dinosaur topic, something that I was very impressed with that you've done lately, I purchased uh, a shirt, was uh, the shirts and the clothing that you've been designing. So you were um, not only like, you know, doing your music and stuff like that, but you've also been selling some things that you've designed and you had a Frasier Bane shirt, which was freaking awesome because Frasier, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, his last name's Crane, if people don't know what Frasier, so the Cranes, Frasier Crane, and then Bane from Batman, John was able to make a Kelsey Grammer Frasier slash Bane infused t-shirt and it's fucking dope and I really like it. It's a Super comfortable, super lightweight. Um, are you enjoying doing clothing design? Yeah, something I've always wanted to do and just never got around to it. Are you going to um, keep doing it more? Yeah, totally. And if well, you have any ideas, I'll try. I'll give them a try. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like, just to give you an idea, not to put you on the spot on the podcast, but, dude, you know me, anything with Thundercats, like, if you could have something funny with, like, Lino or... It don't need to be funny. I mean, anything it, like just with uh, the Thundercats be dope. I feel like, you know, that's something not explore as much. Even, um, I don't know. I mean, even some shit with dinosaurs be dope. Ooh. Okay, maybe. What, what about Thundercat Stevens? Ooh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There could be definitely some different ideas. I mean, because I just think that's a show that Man, that show was sick. Like, I'm so glad Thundercats was back on Hulu. Um, I love that show. It's a big cartoon in the 80s. Uh, I got, like, the first comic book. I was a big fan of Lino and the whole gang. So, I think yeah. that'd be dope. Yeah, anything with, like, old school cartoons or stuff like that, it's always sick. Um, do you feel like uh, with this clothing brand, like, number one, like, where uh, tell the listeners, like, where, where do you sell this stuff at? My main site is on T Public, um, but you know I'm still kind of shopping around. So I have a red bubble now. T E E P U B L I C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look up T. Uh, yeah, go to tpublic.com and uh, look up John's stuff. Uh, and you know, definitely hit up the vibing with Sleazy the podcast or me. Uh, you know, social media channels. I'll get you in touch and show you some of the brands. Even if you want to get. Uh, the Fraser Bain shirt, which is a classic, uh, you know, Stephanie and, uh, uh, Carrie, two of our mutual friends. Uh, I know that they've supported your brand and they're, they're proud of what you've been doing. So 
I know that they uh, they'll probably be excited to hear this episode. So shout out to Stephanie and Carrie. Um, yeah, hey guys. Yeah. So uh, and then shout out to AJ as well. I know AJ's a big listener, but I'm with Sleazy. I appreciate him always listening, downloading. Uh, I know uh, you know towards the end there before you headed out, you got to connect with AJ as well. So shout out to AJ. Uh, thanks for always listening. But yeah, uh, yeah, we we definitely had a good uh, good friend group uh, when we were here in town. I mean, it was. We had some good times. I mean, it was uh, it was always fun and going down to the old Louisville house. And even when you live down there on the Wilson, it's uh, which I haven't been down there in a while. I drive past it a lot. So, uh, but where my apartment complex I used to manage for my old job, I was close by there, so I drive by. I'd be like, oh damn, I used to hang out there a lot. So uh, uh-huh. good, good times. Um, how's uh, you uh, you still got your cat? Yeah, I got Ellie and. Uh another another cat who is a boy um they get along declawed yeah well they kind of get along but they also fight a lot so in in the middle of the night i'll I'll hear one of them getting bit like ow that really hurts (laughs) but i feel bad but um yeah he has a humping problem but other than that pretty cool (laughs) <laughs> yeah i love i love Dolly. yeah I, I still have atlas uh shout out to atlas he's been doing well uh he's been now that it's getting colder he likes to go towards the top of any room or anything when it's uh cold so he's been sleeping on top of the kitchen cabinet sometimes during the day when i'm at work i can tell because i think it's a little warmer up there and then as soon as i come down he comes down he's he's chilling right now here at my feet but uh yeah, we, uh, me and you always uh, bonded over uh, cats, so I always thought that was really cool. And, uh, but yeah, so cats, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get another one here soon, but uh, I could see myself down the road or, or even trying the dog route, but I just love cats in general. Um, mm-hmm. Did you, uh, so another thing I was going to ask you, um, do you see any new music dropping in 2022? Of my own? yeah 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 i'm i'm kind of wrapping up uh album number two it still needs a name but um yeah send john names if john nicholson is this guy he's uh definitely send him any names uh of the album that you think um you know definitely anything that uh try to hit up me or john and maybe we can send you over some names (laughs) to see if uh get some people people throwing in some names on it something something nature related yeah nature related now now tell them too like what you go by on your uh music platforms uh bird nap um and that uh i found out there that that word has been used before it's also like the sequel to rio but uh i was excited no other band had used it Um, and i like it because puts me in the alphabet between Bibio and Black Moth Super Rainbow, two of my favorite artists. Oh, okay. So so the B. These there's a lot of power with the letter B. I, I kind of you know think in symbols a lot with that stuff. Uh, <laughs> and B well B also starts uh is the first letter to my favorite word, boobs. So yeah, you know, so B is <laughs> definitely a powerful, a powerful word. But no, um I, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I feel it, or a powerful letter because I definitely agree that B, um, you know, yeah, you, you do 
I feel like B with that letter, a little emphasize, like you can emphasize that word a lot, like, you know, but Patton Oswalt, Patton Oswalt, one of my favorite comedians, he always said that you could tell if somebody was extremely fat, if they were B word fat or not, or they would like be like, <laughs> like, that's how he would say it. Like, and it cracked me up because he was like, I'm on the, he's like, I'm on the verge of being B word fat. And then people were like, what's that? And he's like, brisket, baller. and just the way he was talking, it cracked me up. It's one of my favorite bits. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he did it back like, it was almost a decade ago when he released that. I think it was like, I think that name of that album was like, My Weaknesses Are Strong. But Patton Oswalt, he's definitely an uh, underrated comedian. He he always cracks me up and he always puts out a really, oh, yeah. really good album. I was I was really in him as soon as I saw the comedians of comedy. And if any of you like comedy and have not seen that, uh, that's a really great with Pat and Oswald and uh, some other comedians. Yeah, and he and he's just I mean, you know he's really taking his career up. I mean he's even um, you know he's been on shows and movies. Uh, but there's a lot of good comedians out there in general. Um, I've been, I'll be honest, I probably need to dive into some more stand-ups. You know, I feel like a lot of times we get so tied into the mainstream uh, stand-up comedians that we don't really venture into others. But, you know, I, uh, another one that I, uh, I like, I'm trying to think of how you say his last name. I think it's like Sebastian, the Italian guy, starts with like a last name to him. Uh, I can't think of his name, like Monacosco or something. He's really funny, but but yeah, I don't know. Patton Oswald, it's like I could put on one of his older albums or one of his newer albums, and I'm still like finding myself cracking up and like just humped over and oh, just yeah. like like laughter, just bent over, like just laughing my ass off. Yeah. So uh what is um is there any um food that you've been eating in Alabama like that you uh that you miss when you were up in Louisville, like living there? Is there any like local establishments or fast food joints or even just home cooking yeah i remember um yeah definitely my mom's cooking like mashed potatoes for example she makes really unique mashed potatoes or uh there's a barbecue place in birmingham that we went to right after um you know the the quarantine was relaxing Mm -hmm. uh it's called saws in birmingham and that's fucking good we have good barbecue i think it's not uh i don't really i don't really go for the vinegary stuff so we have the more sweet that i like yeah i'm i'm not a big i'll eat vinegar barbecue based stuff but i'm yeah i'm more of like sweeter barbecue regular barbecue i even like smoky um you know mark's feed store here in louisville like they uh I, I like some of the sauces they make. Also, from a national chain, I like Famous Dave sauces sometimes. They also, though, have a vinegar-based one. I think they call it George's Mustard. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, you can't ever go wrong with barbecue. I always read that I'll be my good barbecue. I have been down to Birmingham, and when I kind of went and hit up a couple zoos in Alabama, and I thought that uh, the food was always really good. And um, always, you know, I'm not a big – I. I I'm not a big Alabama, Mississippi fan of states. Like, no, like it's not somewhere I'm just like very excited to go to like those two states. But I know they do have things to offer and like secret gyms and, you know, just a lot of history in general as well. Um, Do you uh, do you see yourself staying in Alabama long term? 
Um, I guess ideally not. I'd like to get out and see some places. You know, um, Louisville is cool, and I'd like, I'd like to check out you know, like West Coast for sure. But of course, now we have a situation where you have to be kind of rich to move to the West Coast, or just accept that you're going to be poor for a while or forever. Yeah, you got to like mean, pretty or much live. Yeah, the cost of living is so much higher, and the taxes are higher. It's not easy for the the bottom, uh, you know, bottom crust. No, because out west, I, I know friends out there that are, you know, some are balling on a budget, some are doing well. Just kind of depends. I mean, I know they have fun. I know there's a lot to do, but but yeah, it, it is expensive. I mean, even when you go past California, I mean, Hawaii's expensive. I mean. I always had this dream and imagine like going to Hawaii or laying a job there or living there, but it's just like things are so much pricier and it just, it's so interesting, you know, the supply and demand and the price of different things and how some things operate, some things haven't worked. And so I know there's just always those ups and downs, but yeah, I, I think, I think California would be fun. I mean, I've been out there and uh, it would be fun to maybe live there for a year, give it a shot, but yeah, you definitely got to take it in that, this is going to be a wake up call. Like I'm either going to have to work my ass off to like, you know, and do really, really well, or I'm going to kind of be balling on budget. I'll really figure things out. But yeah, shopping Cali, uh, I have a bunch of California friends out there. So, um, you know, even, I mean, I think, I think it's just like you said, mainly out West in general, Arizona, Nevada, a lot of it, you know, just price here, but a lot of things are, a lot of things are hot happening and, and coming about, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to try to get up, you know, I want to get to more New England area. I want to explore like the top of the north, like not to live, but just really see it and then uh, kind of look out west. But something I've actually had in mind about living, uh, I've always wanted to give Cincinnati a shot. I'm a big Cincinnati sports fan. I love the city and know it really well. And I've always considered giving that a year or so because they got a lot coming there. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a really developing, happening city. And it's close to Louisville. It's close to a lot of other places. So I've always considered that to be fun. Hell yeah. I like that place. Yeah, because it's like the thing with Cincinnati is it's like great food. Got my favorite restaurant, Montgomery Inn. My favorite sports teams, the Bengals and Reds. And then it's got a bunch of like very mountainous areas. Like Mount Adams is like a really cool area uh, in Cincinnati where you can like basically – you know, you're on kind of top of a mountain. They got houses, businesses, bars, and it's kind of like another little district of Cincinnati, but they got cool stuff. I mean, we, me and my girls went up there uh, here recently and I always hit up that Omnimax, which is inside the historic museum. It's a giant dome IMAX. And uh, you kind of like your seats a little reclining. You just look and it's pretty much instead of a regular movie screen, everything's around you and a giant dome bubble of screen. So I always thought that was uh I thought that was super cool to, you know, to go. Oh, yeah. So it'd be kind of fun. I was, like, thinking about it when I saw it. I was like, this would be really fun to be able to do this whenever the fuck I want, you know, instead of, like, having to drive an hour and a half or go up there once every couple months. I could actually go to the, uh, the Omnimax when I really want to. So Omnimax is not, I guess, an IMAX. That's something else. Well, it's part of like the IMAX family. They use like IMAX like cameras and footage, but the Omnimax is, is an IMAX from the standpoint of like HD sound, the 4D dimension kind of deal, but it's a it's a dome. So you're like 
like a planetarium. Oh, so it's a giant yeah. circle, circle above you, and you're just seeing everything. And the movement's crazy. Um, there's a part in the beginning of all the movies, no matter which ones you're seeing, where you get like sucked in. It's kind of like their branding of like showing you at you're at the Cincinnati Omnimax, and then like you almost feel like you're moving on that. And I went to the actual real IMAX that we have in downtown Louisville and saw pandas the other day. Shout out to the IMAX in Louisville. The panda <laughs> movie was dope. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. I could go to the IMAX a billion times there in Louisville as well. But when you go to the Omnimax, the IMAX is just not the same. Um, I like right. them both, but I just definitely would like to get more um, more opportunity on uh, seeing the Omnimax and, and doing that route down the road. Uh, but yeah, so is there um, anything else that you feel like you've been uh, you working on that you have you want to share with anybody or coming up? Hmm. Just video games, you know. Um, no man guy still uh, building big bases over there that will last far beyond my death. People will be able to see my bases and and, and you know look at what I've done. That's yeah. pretty cool to me. Unless oh, we blow sick. up the planet. No, I mean, that's sick, dude. I think that's uh, really cool. Yeah, that's the thing about it. I always think about that. I'm like, I want to leave a legacy on this earth with the people that was around me. I want people to still be able to see things when I am gone. That's why I like try to leave a legacy on everything I do. I've said this before. It's like I try to live life to the fullest and just be nice and, I don't know, impact and leave a creative mark even if I'm not famous and rich, just some way of, you know, leaving my mark on things and, and stuff. So I think, uh, I think it's super cool when no matter what it is, you're able to do something that you leave on earth. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it makes you scared thinking, yeah, we're going to blow it up with like climate change and war and all the stupid shit we do as humans. But, but it's important. I think everyone that needs to leave a legacy or, or try at least make some kind of impact. Cause you know, you only got one life to live and the only, the, the negative thing is there's not another chance to like go back and say, well, I'll do it this way. Or I wish I could help that out. It's like, you know, I think people in general just got to keep being nice and just need to keep uh, giving it their all. And uh, you know, and just trying to do what makes them happy, but, make someone else happy as well yeah that's uh those are up there with goals the other thing uh we were talking about promoting is the noise cast when mm-hmm. i get my podcast out it, that's what it'll be called uh it's not out yet though nice yeah i uh i always thought you'd be great at doing a, a podcast and doing uh doing different things like that i mean because you you're very good at audio. I remember, I remember what was fun was that at your house one day we practiced doing a podcast. We, you and I practiced recording and we did it for right. like an hour. I don't even know if we still had the footage. We were just, we we're kind of just rambling on, going with the flow, just like talking, but I felt like it was, uh, it was really good. And I actually, I thank you for that. Cause it was actually really good practice. Um, after getting, I was so nervous of doing season one and after getting season one done, I'll be honest, I felt extremely accomplished. Like I felt Hell like yeah. I had just done a big chapter of my life. Um, I did something that nobody, you know, nobody else did. And, and I know others have had podcasts, but I'm saying I did this for myself. I gave it the effort. It worked out great. I grinded it, I promoted it. 
and for the success it had and for the, the turnout and the people that listened, you know, I, I'm very appreciative. And that's why I want to continue it. Um, the biggest challenge, which I've said before, in past episodes, just booking and guests. And, you know, you were one guest I definitely want to have on. I actually made a list of some guests. So I'm working on targeting other people, uh, seeing who else out there. I know, you know, always like last season, I planned a few guests. Some things fell through. Some people get nervous. Um, you know, same second season be the same thing. I know I'll have names planned, but some will fall through. Some will get booked. So I'm just excited to once to get on and I'm excited to, to, you know, meeting people doing this. And uh, I just, I don't know. I think it's cool to do a podcast. And I think it's cool too, that I'm, I'm hearing from people, especially here recently that like I've not only influenced them, but like made them, made them think like, Hey, I could do this too. Or uh, I could give this a shot. Not, and I'm yeah. not saying everybody's listening to me and think that, but it's just like, you can't, I mean, everybody can do, do this. And I would love to do this podcast for years. I love to even do it where I do it for a few seasons, take a break, bring it back. Like the good thing is, is like, this is my brand. This is my logo. This is my platform. And I can really do it however I want. And my main thing was just getting that season one done, starting season two and just kind of seeing what the future holds. And I just want people to listen, support, and, you know, and I'm, I'm just hoping that I continuously improve um, doing it because, you know, there's definitely, definitely challenges to it. Um, you know, I did the Leo weekly podcast when I did the antiques road show. And I thought, I thought that was awesome. And that was a lot of fun, but I was nervous about that and really just getting through it. And it turned mm. out great. And when I heard that back, I was like, I can do this. And then 2021, I just, just one day just hit me. I was like, I'm fucking doing this. And I went and ordered all the equipment, um, set up my my buzz sprout where I, you know, launched everything and now it's on all platforms. So it, it turned out well. Um, what what is your what is your podcast gonna be? Like what what is you want to do yours about? You know, it's kind of just gonna be whatever I feel like, but I think it's gonna contain a lot of uh it's definitely gonna contain a lot of improv music, looping nice. stuff, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know quotes and things I want to sample, kind of like a journal. I yeah, guess. yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think you'll do great. I'll be a supporter. I'll be listening, dude. If you ever want me to come on, I'll definitely do that. Um, cool. Festive Al is a page on Facebook where they promote um, music festivals, like giving you festival updates, announcements, and Shaq, who uh, Shaquille O'Neal, former NBA uh, Hall of Famer, and current Papa John's um, spokesperson mm-hmm. and uh, NBA on TNT. He's a DJ, uh, Shaq is. So he actually has an email. Um, if you go to Festival, they made a recent post, and he actually is looking at all music. So he doesn't care if you got one follower or three million followers. He'll listen to your music, and he might put it in the mix. So definitely check it out. Uh, Festival yeah. on Facebook has Shaquille O'Neal's email posted. So he is uh, – it's his DJ email, and – you know, maybe send something over. I've, I've even thought about it because, because at the end of the day, what's it hurt? All you can say is no. And, you know, or you can say, hell yeah. So I think it's yeah. cool. Um, I think it's cool when celebrities and artists just do that in general. And um, it's just, yeah, anything that can be creative and connect you with somebody like that is dope. But John, I just really want to, number one, thank you for being on. Thank you for taking the time on this Sunday and coming in from Alabama I've been wanting to have you on. I think it's been a great episode. We've really got to dive into like what you do, what I do, like who you really are. And um, 
and just it's been a lot of fun and it's been fun catching up uh i'm really excited to see what what you do with the music with the art and with the podcast you know i'm gonna be a supporter of all three uh, one real quick before we get off here i'm gonna let you just do one last plug just tell people again like about the website with your shirts and this kind of you know the podcast and music and stuff yeah um well dude it's been great thanks for having me by the way yeah of course um, bird nap is the music and the art is just under john nicholson um you can find probably find me through t public or google me or i have an instagram which is currently acoustic moses and there's links in that profile yes shout out to acoustic moses on instagram um but yeah well john um thank you again uh this is vibing with sleazy the podcast season two episode two i'm hoping to keep bringing you more episodes that uh you all enjoy got some uh, also cool guests coming up i'm enjoying doing this so everybody download listen it's on all platforms uh apple spotify where you find your favorite podcast. Uh, I also have episode one already out on all platforms, uh, dedication, Aaron Brown, rest in peace, Aaron. So I was really glad to be able to do that episode of J town high school, but yes, uh, John and I uh, had a great time. And uh, again, please continue supporting, uh, support John and support me. Uh, I will see you all soon. Have a good one. Peace. We're out. Wow.